Good evening. That's a good response. Not bad for a Sunday night anyway. Well, if you'll turn to Micah 6 8, Micah 6 8, I'm not going to read that, and y'all can follow along. It's, pretty, it's a pretty well known verse, so if you just want to keep your Bibles open there, you can follow along as we go through it. I'm going to pray real quick over the message. Let's all bow our heads. Dear Lord, we thank you for uh, what you've done. We thank you for how you've helped us, for all that you've done for us, for uh, bringing us out of the sin that we were in and setting us on the rock in which we can stand on and we can live on until we make it to heaven to be with you someday. We pray that you'd help me, give me the words to say, the thoughts to think, help me to preach, dear Lord. Give these people listening ears and open hearts, and we'll praise you. Amen. Have you ever tried to explain to somebody a game and you couldn't show them what the game was like? You were trying to use words, you were trying to, you know, say, well, you know, you, it, it goes like, you're, like, I was trying to explain a game to my girlfriend the other day and I was talking to her and I couldn't really show her. I didn't have anybody to help me show her how the game went. And I was trying to text her and tell her and she wasn't getting it. She would... She would go back. She would come back to me and say, "Oh, it's like this." I was like, "No, no, no, that's not what it's like." And so I was trying to explain to her through words, and words can explain things to people. Some people receive that, and they can hear words, and they can um, and they can get what you're saying just through what you tell them. But um, she wasn't. She was definitely not getting it when I was trying to tell her what that game was like. But um, it's really nice when people show things to you. It's really nice when people come up to you or they have a picture or something and they show you physically how it's done. For me, that definitely helps me a lot more than somebody just telling me. Although I can get it after a little while, but it's easier if somebody shows me how to do it. And um, as the verse says, God hath showed us what is good. God showed you in your life what's good. Um, uh, as and many of you know, God will not let anybody go without showing them, without showing themselves their sin, without showing their need for a Savior through people or through Him, just through different means, showing them what they need and that they need Him. But the verse says, God has showed us what's good. And by good, God has showed us in His Word what's good, what's godly, and what, how we should live. Um, God showed us what's good in His Word through people in the Bible. We've seen in the Good Samaritan what love is, what love should look like, helping out our neighbor, our service to our neighbor. He showed the godly qualities and traits that please him through people in the Bible and also through people in our lives. We can look at many people in Scripture and many people down through the years in biblical times and even up into recent times that have showed us what a model Christian should look like or even just a Christian like you and me. We've seen people... And we need to base that on people that we know for sure are true and that are godly and not people that are wavering. But people down through our lives have showed us what's good. People have showed us what is godly. People have showed us how we need to be living. And But most of all, God gave us His Son as the example for what is good and what is right. We can look at Jesus' life here on earth. He was the ultimate example of what is good. And He has showed us how we need to live. God didn't just say, I've given you this Bible, I've given you this book with all these, these examples, per se, of how to live. God came to earth and He showed us, and then He came and died for us and gave us a way to live above all that evil and all that sin. He gave us an example of what is good and what is perfect. And although we cannot be perfect, we're already dead and we're already, um, we're already cursed 
in our sin, so to speak. But God gave us an example of what our lives should look like if we're walking with Him. And He also told us about what is not good. He showed us the evil. He showed us Satan. And He showed us that we need to live above that. We do not need to have that on board. Because we all know that we cannot have sin on board if we're going to live a Christian life. That does not enter into Christianity at all. You cannot live life for God and have Satan on board too. There's no, man cannot serve two masters. You need to have either God or you need to have Satan. And so in showing us what is good, God also showed us that in being good and what is good, it doesn't, evil is not in the picture. To be good and to be a Christian, we need to be totally God's. We cannot have sin lingering around and hanging around. So, the verse says, God hath showed us what man was good, and he has. We've gone over. God showed us in his word, through people that we know, through people that we interact with, and also through people in history and definitely in the Bible, have showed us many times over what is good, what's godly. And so, as the verse goes on, what does God require? We often think of what God requires in the verse, um, in, the, in the New Testament, about um, Love the Lord thy God with all thy strength, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. And that's a very good verse. That definitely shows us what God requires. But this verse also has a very good um, definition of what God requires. And it asks, what does God require? And the first thing he says to do, the first thing he requires, it says to do justly. And that's a really interesting word. I never really thought of that word. It's never ever used a lot. And so justly, it means according to what is morally good and morally right. And obviously moral, morals are very good, but we can even take it a step further as Christians and say what is right in God's sight and what is fair in God's sight. And that means to, do, to treat everybody fairly. When we're dealing with people, when we're um, interacting with people, do we treat somebody up here because we know them, because we say they're not... Do we treat somebody up here because we like them, because we get along with them? Or do the people that are, are not our cup of tea, that are, are not, um, per se, on our same wavelength, that we're not really, don't say get along with as well, do we treat them you know, less? Do we not give them as less? Do we, are we not as kind to them? Are we not as compassionate to them? And it also means dealing right legally and how you deal with others. Um, God doesn't want us to just... just Put, just doesn't say do justly in the legal sense or even in treating people. He means to do justly in um, how you deal with people on a day-to-day basis. Don't deal with somebody else differently and, eat and um, better and then come right around and go to this person and just completely deal with them and treat them very differently. God dealt with everybody on the same, in the same way. He didn't treat the Pharisees and the scribes and the... Um, and all the people in the temple different than he treated the poor people on the street whom he healed and whom he helped. He did not treat them any different. Although he had different responses to them, he did not treat them any different. He didn't come to them in any different way. And God's wanting us to do the same way. Treat everybody to, um, as God would want you to. It is what fair and what is pleasing in God's sight and not in our sight. Because we can think, oh, this person deserves this person deserves that. They did so wrong, and their, their past and their life is such a wreck, and they're just so evil, and they're so mean, and um, they don't deserve for me to you know, help them out or to treat them like I do this person over here that's so nice. But God wants us to do justly. He wants us to treat everybody 
as is right and as is pleasing to him. Not what we think. We don't need to act like man. We don't need to act like, um, like we were as sinners. We don't need to act like that. We need to act like what God wants us to act like. And so in that, God says, do justly according to what is morally right and according to what is pleasing to God in his sight. Next, God commands us to love mercy. Not to do mercy, but to love it. And in doing that, we have to obviously show mercy. We have to be compassionate. We have to, be, um, we have to show kindness to those that need it, even, even those that don't need it. A lot of times we say show mercy, and we think, oh, that person needs mercy. I'll, I'll show mercy to them. I'll help them out. But in, in, in that, God doesn't put a limit on that. He doesn't say show mercy to those who need it. He says to love mercy. And when you love something, you're going to show it without, any, um, without holding back at all. God wants us to show mercy to those who don't need it, who may even not even accept our mercy, who may not even accept our good deeds, or however we show that. But God wants us to show mercy, to love mercy, and to display it to everybody. Because, as I was talking about earlier, when God says do justly, He didn't put a limit on that. And when God says to love mercy, He doesn't put a limit on who you show it to. God says He wants us to love mercy, and He wants to show it to everybody and to anybody that we may come in contact with and anybody that may need it. It's at the core of who God is. God in His mercy came down and, and, um, and died for us and saved us from our sins. And God in His mercy is still today saving people from their sins. He's not holding back on His mercy, and we should not either. And I believe that God truly loves to show mercy to people. He's not sitting there saying, Oh, I think I might um, you know, help them out. I really don't want to, but I think I might. No, God loves mercy. God truly loves to help people out. He truly loves to show people that, um, that He wants to help them out and that He wants to save them and, um, and show compassion and kindness to them wherever they're at in their lives. And the, as the verse talks about it, it says to love mercy, not only to show it, but to love it. And um, that's kind of hard to do, especially for somebody that is so hard to show mercy to. Um, a lot of people don't exactly accept it very well. Not everybody's going to say, oh, thank you so much. I mean, I appreciate what you did, whatever you may have done. But um, God wants us to do it anyway, because it's not, we're not called to just do it on our terms when we feel like it. We're called to do it 24-7, 365. We're not called to do it whenever we feel like, whenever it's good, whenever it's, it'll get, get us something back. But we're called to do it. We're called to love it, and we're called to do it um, whenever God... Um, lays it on our heart to do that. And um, lastly, in that verse, it says, to walk humbly with thy God. And this is at the very, um, this is the very uh, thrust of what the verse is saying. This is, encapsulates the whole verse because without this, you can't have the first part of the verse. <coughs> Excuse me. It says to walk humbly with thy God. We can't love mercy, mercy and do justly if we're not walking with God. We, you can't go and show people what is morally right and fair and pleasing to God. You can't do that to others. You can't love, they truly love mercy. You can't truly show it until you're walking with God, until you're clear and you have a right relationship with Him. And when it says walk humbly with Him, that means keep Him in a high regard rather than your own abilities and power. Don't, keep, don't have your abilities and power up here equal with God's. You need to have Him well above whatever you can do. You need to have a reverence towards God. Walk humbly with Him. Be humble 
not just in your own abilities, but be humble in the fact that God is helping you to be that way. Not just be a proud Christian and puff out your chest. That's not what God designed us for. He designed us to be in subjection and in loving kindness and in a love relationship with Him, not in a proud relationship. And um, keep His wishes and commandments in high regard. And don't complain when He reveals things through His Word to you. And that's often hard hard in my life to to not complain about things that are wrong or that don't go my way or that He shows me and I don't really want to deal with. But don't complain when God is trying to deal with you and trying to help you. Um, walk humbly with Him. If you're walking with somebody humbly and you're not, you know, you're being humble and you're not trying to um, puff yourself up or put yourself above them, you're not going to really complain when they tell you something, right? You're not going to say, oh, but I don't really feel like doing that. I don't know about that. You're going to be, um, if you're going to be in true subjection and a true relationship that is clear with them, you're not going to have any dealings with them that would, you know, challenge them. And when you're walking with somebody, you're walking by them and you're walking with them for a reason. When in our relationship with God, we often forget that we're walking with one that has the power and the strength to help us to do the things that this verse talks about, to do justly, to love mercy. And we often forget that when we're walking with them, we're walking with them for a reason. We're on this Christian journey for a reason. We're not in it just to, you know, just to be here and just to say, oh, I'm a Christian. I, I'm, I'm a Christian, and, and, and a lot, that's also, honestly very attractive to a lot of people. That's a very good thing. And we're not doing it just to do it. We're doing it because we love him, maybe because we want to serve him and because we want to be with Him in eternity someday. And if you're walking with God, excuse me, sorry, you will be familiar with God if you've talked with Him long enough. But always keep an attitude of humbleness towards Him, realizing that it's through Him that we are what we are. Walking humbly with God doesn't mean that we often forget God and we just say, oh, it's, it's so good to be a Christian because we can go to God for all these things we need and that He can supply everything that we want and that we need, that's, that's always good. And we definitely need God to help us, but we need to realize that it's through God that we're even here, that we're even able to walk with Him, that we're able to live above the sin and above the evil that He calls us to live above and calls us to shun. And we need to realize that He's shown us what is good. He's shown us. Nobody here can say that God has not shown them what you need to do, how you need to live. He's shown you exactly what you need to do. He's shown you your sin. He's shown you your need for a Savior. And there is nobody here that can say, well, I don't know about the Christian, um, I don't know about Christianity. I don't know about um, God and all those things. And I'm pretty sure in a crowd like this, I know, I know most of you, I know most of you and almost all of you, if not all of you, can say for sure that God has shown me what's good. God's shown me what's good and what's right and, what I, and what's godly and the way I need to go. And we're all accountable for that. Nobody here can say that God has not done that for them. I'm confident of that. And He's shown you how to do justly in His Word through people, through others. He's shown you um, to, how to love mercy, how to show it. But as I said before, if we're not walking with God with a humble attitude and reverence towards Him, we won't be able to do all these things. So I want to leave with you tonight. Walk with Him, and He'll constantly show you how to live and what to do. Because if we're not having a humble walk, if we're not walking with Him with a reverence and keeping His ways higher than ours, then we can't do all these things that He's called us and that He's asked us, that He's commanded us in His Word. 
God, he's, he's, not, he's, telling, he's asked us to do a lot of things in His Word. And it's not necessarily all about the things to do, although we should do them. But it's more about walk with Him, keep walking with Him daily, keep, um, keep yourself in subjection to Him, and you'll truly have a life that will be pleasing, that will be honoring to Him, and that will be a blessing to others, I'm sure. And um, I'm going to ask uh, James Castle if he would pray over the message.